everyone. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it because everyone asked for this a thousand million times. Your favorite guest, I think, ever is back. Yes, we are recapping the second part of the RHOBH reunion. Miss Catherine Edwards. Hello. How are you? Good. And I'm not like you saw some of the, I mean, there was a gazillion comments on YouTube, my DMs, Instagram. People are like, please, please, please recap all the parts of the reunion with Catherine. Please have Catherine back once a week. Please make Catherine a permanent guest. Please find another show for Catherine to watch. I'm not kidding you. It went on and on and on. I'm not just saying that. Because I think we have very good chemistry. I think we have really good chemistry too. And I'm not just saying that. Like we just, we're just, we're just good together. We just can shoot the breeze. Exactly. And you know, I, I think that you offer, you have, you're an insider, you've been there and you have good opinions and you, you know, are smart and intelligent about what you say. Thank you. I appreciate that. So what has been up? So there's been a lot of positive stuff. There's what? Say again. There's, so there's been a lot of positive stuff. Everyone was very happy with everyone, um, you know, with, with everything you said, you know, more or less people were happy. Now I wanted to talk, but basically people want you back full time forever, but let's talk about, do you want to address everything online? Like you said, you want to address some the of this one, stuff. Yeah. The, the only thing that I, that I like after this, I mean, everything's been great and in, you know, whatever. I mean, people are entitled to their opinions just the same as you and I are. But the one thing that kind of chapped my high a little bit was that um, the context of our discussion about Garcelle and Rena when um, Garcelle said that she had heard that Rena said that, you know, she didn't want to have any type of race, race discussions on the show. It wasn't that kind of show. Um, reality blurb, Julie Cronin, if I'm not mistaken, Lindsay Cronin, Lindsay Cronin said who does cover this podcast a lot. So, I mean, that's how I know her, but go on. Lindsay, I did not shade Garcelle in any way, shape or form. All I said was, is that I didn't know if Rena said it. I believe that someone told Garcelle that I just didn't know if I believe that whomever it was that told Garcelle was telling the truth or was repeating it like you know if anything was said I you don't know and so I don't know maybe Garcelle's friend whomever she heard it from if it's a friend not a friend whomever when it's third hand and if someone's telling you something and you don't know I just feel like you kind of have to I don't want to always say give the person the benefit of the doubt because if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. But I was saying in the moment for me, I don't think that that's something that Rena is. I don't think she's a person that would say those things. But I think in the context of it, it was brought to my attention. And I heard that um, Garcelle is definitely entitled to have those feelings. And I think if I were her and I didn't look at it when I made the comment, you know, just that I didn't know that it was true. I didn't look at it in the comment as if I didn't look at through look at it through the lenses of Garcelle. If I had heard something like that, how I would feel about it and how I would want to question it and why she waited until the reunion to bring it up because she didn't want that to be her storyline. She didn't want to have to make that, you know, something that was talked about on the show because she's, I mean, my God, I mean, she's this beautiful woman with a full life, kids, she's busy, she's got a great career. Why does it have to turn into that? So, but I feel like it was worthy for her to talk about it for sure. So Lindsay said that I shaded Garcelle and that is not true. Not true, Lindsay. There was no shading going on. No. You and know, I, like. Yeah. I, I also didn't say that I also came to a physical. Like that I was like ready to go fist to cuffs with Erica. So I'm all for everyone, like, you know, putting a title and a little caption out there to get people to look at it, but just keep it in the perimeters because right now I feel like there's so much divisive stuff that's reported and you don't need to do it. This is just, you know, this is a reality show that happens to be not right now because of what we're talking about. It is real life and it's serious, but in regards to those things, just, I mean, come on, really? 
well, I didn't even see the part about the Erica. Yeah, I guess she said. So what? What was she implying? Like that you shaded Garcelle? Like you know, it's it's a stretch because you said you weren't sure if the person who told her this really heard it from Rena or something like that. I mean, right. that's a that's a leap, right? I have to say, see, this is what I love. Like, I love, I agree with you because I agreed with you last week. I also wasn't looking at it through Garcelle's eyes of why you might wait. Now, this is what I love. If people are going to come at me, this is how I am online and say whatever, I'm going to tell you to fuck off. And I'm not even going to have a discussion with you. I'm not even going to listen because you're starting from a place of such negativity and using all sorts of words. I'm not afraid of you, right. but you're like so far gone and so negative and you're an online troll that I will not engage. Right. You have someone like, I will call her out in a good way. I am Rachel on our, on my Instagram, who you were right there, who says David and Catherine, have you ever thought like as a black woman, I, I am Rachel is a black woman that this might or is it Rachel? It's R A C H A E L. I don't know. Oh. Rachel. I don't know. I, th- I thought it was I am Rachel. Okay. But maybe it's I am Raquel. But like she was saying, like, have you ever thought about it? Like, not a I'm like, huh. And I came to the same conclusion you did. Like, no one has forced me to be here at this decision, either of you. I'm like, this actually makes logical sense of A, why Garcelle would say, if I bring this up, race will now be my entire storyline. I-, I agree with that. Yep. And and why she also pointed out, like, maybe Garcelle was just so, I mean, it's so egregious to hear this, that it takes you a minute to process this. And why wouldn't you bring it up at the reunion when you have everyone in front of you? Like, here's everyone. Let's just address this. So I, I agree with you. I never would have thought of it that way. And this person on my Instagram, when she said, did you ever think about it like this? I had the same reaction you did. Like, because we're discussing this like adults, you're right. Like I learned something in this situation and that is what I loved. Isn't that great though? Isn't it great that I'm Raquel or I'm Rachel came and said, you know, think about it this way and and said it in a nice way, agreeing, you know, disagreeing with us and pointing it out. And you can have a discussion without the kind of shading and ugliness. I I don't know. I, I, I felt like that really was a teaching moment for I am Rachel for you and I, because I saw your response after mine. And I really, I mean, I, I apologize. I said, gosh, thank you so much for pointing that out. I mean, I learned something and, and it is a teaching moment. And this is how we all get better. Totally. And like, for instance, like I had, like from New York, I had Ebony Williams. I don't know. Do you, do you watch New York Housewives? You don't have to, if you don't. No, I, I've seen it. I didn't, I, I, we travel a lot. And so if I can like download some of it onto my iPad, then I'll do it. And I'll get caught up, but it always comes in the ranking of what other shows I'm trying to watch. I I'm get not a it. TV watcher. Well, nobody watched it this past season, apparently. But I had oh. like Ebony Williams and Heather Thompson, two people that had this issue on, you know, the TV. I had them both on my podcast separately. And I told both of them, like, I actually learned something. I mean, I've had Ebony on twice, like from watching New York Housewives this season. Like, literally, I don't have to say that. Like, I literally learned things that I'm like, I never understood this. I learned terms I've never heard of before. And I'm oh, like, this all makes sense. Like, and that's what I love too. It's like, sure. we can have a discussion and like, I truly can see why this would be offensive. I didn't mean, you know, or you didn't, but like you learned of like, huh, putting myself sure. in like our cell shoes. This actually makes complete sense. That's what I thought was great about these comments from I am Rachel. It wasn't yeah. if it, if it, cause there was other shit on YouTube and I'm like, I, I won't even get like, I'm not even going right. there. Like yeah. now I, I this like, is me. like yeah. you, anything I say now you're a troll and like, we're going to go back and forth for seven days. And that, that I don't do. Yeah. I think it's so funny where the people that that like make a comment and they'll like, like, who, like, who are you, Catherine? I don't even remember you. Great. I really I think that's hysterical that they think that I care that that's like, you know, hurting me. (laughs) That's a wonderful thing. As far as I'm concerned, please don't remember me. I am just a viewer like you who maybe has a little bit more experience and maybe knows them a little bit better than what you think you do. And it's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. 
You're like, please forget I was ever on Housewives. Like, just yes. that's great that you don't know me. I just really love to come from the sidelines and like weigh in with my little two cents. Well, that's fine. Someone on on YouTube said, "Who are these two nobodies?" or something like that. And I'm like, that's what I say. Someone said, "Who are you?" and and I was so tempted to write back, "I'm a nobody, just like you." But then I thought, no, they'll think that I'm like sending a dig at them. But I'm really not. I, I'm I'm like everyone. I'm not better than anyone. I don't think. I'm just, I'm just a nobody. I'm just me, you know, just moving along here. That's why I think everybody loves having you on here because you were on the show and you were at least in it and like you Beverly Hills and you know these people like, but you are coming from a place of like, this is my true opinion. Like there's no angle here. That's what I think everyone loves about you. And my, and my true opinion is based on what I know, what I've experienced and witnessed and saw go down. And then what I know of the people on the show. And then basically my deductions and opinions of what I'm seeing now. That's it. This is a whole between that. Listen, I, I have to be honest. I thought that our conversation last week, because you were on in September, September 7th and 8th, that had a lot of press and we had some things to say. I seriously thought last week that, you know, people, the listeners are going to love it, but we really didn't say anything that I thought we just, I literally was like, there's going to be no press, which is fine. Like that's, yeah. I just thought life would go on. Yeah. I didn't realize, I thought we were like just talking. I really didn't think we had any major explosive bombs. And this whole week between, which was great with I am Rachel or I am Raquel with that, we learned something. Then all this stuff with you and Lindsay Cronin, and then there was all this other press. I had a whole thing where like, I don't want to get into it, but like, there was all this stuff out there that was like directly out of my mouth, literally things oh, really? I said. Really? How Lisa and like about Lisa Vanderpump, like, you know, I think she'll be back one day. It's not going to start with a one. It has to start with a two, uh, like literally direct quotes. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's these Bravo insiders, oh, people okay. that work for Bravo that listen, I mean, I, and I, I never care about this stuff. I'm too busy. This show gets a ton of press. I am literally, I, I can't micromanage. I'm too busy. Right. But just let go. It became a thing where if anyone looks and it says Lisa Vanderpump wants, it's all out there. Lisa Vanderpump wants to come back to Real Housewives. She won't make less than Kyle. Okay. I didn't really say that, but I said literally word for word, Vanderpump dogs failed, Oversurf failed. It was literally like exactly things. Look, who says it will not start with a one. It has to start with the two. That was where it was like, okay, wait. And then I started reading all this stuff about, we were talking about Doree is probably the most likely to be going. Then there was crystal stuff. That was like exactly what I said. Like they're going to call her aside and say, listen, honey, no threats, but you better step all this stuff. And it was all all over this place. So I'm just like, you know what? So I'm like, I am actually pissed off. And now I'm now, now I'm going to take a minute out of my busy life and seek out these Bravo insiders that are saying this and like not giving me credit. Exactly. Which I never do because I'm not that ahead, person. I'm, honey, talk. Go ahead. So I just like I won't even. So I know who this Bravo insider is, and like I dealt with like the paperwork. Started like they were wonderful, but like as I'm not calling them out, it's just like it was just one of those like this whole thing about Lisa Vanderpump wanting to come back and need to. It's like someone took that and just I don't know what you get out of that. Like if you're not getting money, like you get your ego that you created this. Well, I, I really did. And it's not about my, it's, they never get that way. I'm just like, it kept resurfacing. And then there was something about dirt. I'm like, there's 17 things that I said, I am the Bravo insider. And now I'm about to just call people out here. And the person like that, it, listen, it all worked out. This publication was like, you're amazing. You know, like I didn't, it, I wasn't blaming them. I was just blaming this person. That's this insider who I figured out who it was. And just like, oh, you know who it is, but you don't so, want to share. I mean, I'll tell you like afterwards, but like, so I've been dealing, you know, so just like, there's this, I thought we were just talking. Like, I really didn't think we, so it's like, there was a, this was a shit storm of a week from our talk last week. Honestly. Wow. Wow. I didn't know. That just all happened. And like, and I'm not that person. I'm just like, cause you're like, why, why do you, who cares? Like tomorrow's a new day. There's so much new stuff. But listen, Catherine, people are now anonymously listening to us and anonymously quoting the things that we say. That's, that's where this is. Well, I just figured I would tell I, you that. 
Hey guys, there's big news from my favorite home security company. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that US News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. I love that it zooms in eight times. This means that you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It's super simple to set up and usually takes just minutes. The camera also integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, window, room, and your property are now protected. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/slash velvet robe. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in their interactive monitoring program. What's more important than keeping your home and property safe? Once again, that's simplysafe.com slash velvet robe. You know, I mean, I, there's so much to talk about the book. Um, the book that, uh, what's the guy's the, name? The Dave. housewives. Yeah. That just what's came it, out. It, yeah. What's it called again? Not everything's where I don't remember. Yeah. Like life right. is not all diamonds. Yes. Like that. The book on the housewives and Andy had it on the show and the guy's nice and everything. And, and I luckily only have two things that he quoted didn't quote me, but like wrote that I said in the context of our conversation. And both of the things are about Yolanda. And I happen to really adore Yolanda. I am so happy for the life that she's living. I, I really like that woman. I mean, if there's anyone from the show that I feel like my life aligns with the most, it's, it's Yolanda. And um, in the book, it said something like that. I, a quote of mine, saying that like we were all wondering something about like her dingy robe and but he attributed me to saying that and when I talked to him I said that all of the women were saying like when is she going to get out of that dingy robe and when is she going to put makeup on and yada 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 but he made it out to me in the book like that it was my comment like that she was in this dingy robe and when I read it I thought you know this is one person where I really just don't want her to think that I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I wasn't empathizing with where she was during our season. Cause you know, she and I talked and it, and it was, you know, always nice and open. And I'd known her, you know, for a long time before that. And so I text her and just said, you know, I don't know if you talked to this guy because I think just about every housewife did. And I said, you know, I don't know if you saw it, but I just want you to know it irritated me because I didn't say it in that way. I was, you know, whatever. So I just cleared it. And she was like, so sweet. Just that, you know, I love the way you're living your life. And I said, I love the way you're living your life. And she couldn't care less about any of it. And it was so nice for me to talk to one of the housewives and really feel like there was zero agenda, you know, took it at face value exactly with, you know, what I was feeling in my heart and just move on. And yeah, and I and I'm so glad that she is living the life she's living, and I cannot imagine. Yeah. Go okay. Her. Wait. I have questions. So wait. So in the book, what? Like what? I don't get. I just said like Catherine Edwards slammed Yolanda yeah. and said her robe. She has so much money, and her robe is dingy. Like I don't get no. it. No, it was when it was when. I can't remember the exact conversation with him because it was like, oh, I think a year ago, maybe, maybe even more. I don't remember. Yeah. But, you know, we were talking about my season and how things came out and the whole Munchausen thing. And, and, you know, I said that the, the women collectively were saying, you know, she's not filming with us. What is she giving to the show? And that she was showing up with no makeup on and no hair and, you know, and she was in this dingy robe the whole season. And that, that was like the context of the conversations that I was hearing. And so when I was talking to, to David, I, you know, 
basically recanted that conversation to him that this is what I was hearing when they were talking about her. And I, I personally didn't like it because I, I knew, you know, that she was going through something and I was very sensitive to whatever she was or wasn't saying that it was more maybe than Lyme disease and whatever it was. Um, but it just came out that I said she has, she was like living in this dingy robe or something. And I was like, what the fuck? I hate this shit. Oh, there go. I'm swearing again. I said, I wasn't going to. You could, I mean, uh, I do, but but go on. But I I just, I thought to myself, this is exactly the crap I can't stand. I, I hate this stuff. And then the Lindsay Cronins of the world pick up on that headline and turn it out to be that, you know, that's what I said, or Davis, that's what I said. And it's just, it's just taken out of context and it's just, it's not nice. And, and the conversation went into the whole Munchausen thing of how the Munchausen thing came up. And I'm sure you saw it today, or you pointed it out to me that there's this whole big thing now that Chris Cullen basically said that Vanderpump was the source for the puppy game. O-M-G. And it's one thing for everyone to think that, believe that, but not know 100%. But for him to come out, one of the producers to come out and confirm that, that's scandalous. <laughs> yes. So, okay, I want to talk about that too. But wait, so you called Yolanda today or you te- you called her and said like, I didn't like, say it like this? Oh, yeah. A few days ago and just said, you know, I don't know if you got the book or what you, you know, whatever if you talk to him, but I just want to clarify my position because I was irritated the way it came out. And I mean, hello, I had literally two lines. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't wait. I didn't read it, but I saw, I mean, of course you looked at your part. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I didn't mean, and there could be more in there who knows whatever else. I I don't know. I just saw that. And honestly, I just closed it. Then I said, I'm not even going to read this shit. I'll admit it as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate. I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shapes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. And what did Yolanda say? Just like, I am so far removed from housewives. She said, I couldn't care less. It's so not my life. She's like, I, you know, I like you. We're, We're good. Don't you even think one thing about it. She's like, I, I see the way you're living a good life. And I said the same thing to her and it was just nice. Yeah. She's, she doesn't seem like she's talking about housewives on a daily basis. No, not at all. I don't think. A lot of people, listen, people, cause it was in New York last night. Like there was the celebration was of this book, this like the oh. unveiling. I mean, people flew in for it. I mean, so picture like past housewives who, you know, are not on anymore flying in. I mean, listen, I, I here I go with my cynical view of the world. It's like, are you there to celebrate the person who wrote the book? I mean, you're, you're in it. Everyone's, you know, to the point you want to be in it or just, or are you like, you know, this is your association with housewives and like, just, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was telling who flew in. I mean, I like, like, Leanne flew in and I do love Leanne Lockett, I have to say. And I like Cam, but then like you have other people that flew in. You're just like, okay, this, this makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just, I don't know. Some people don't get over it, Catherine ever, but that's, that's good that Yolanda was like. She, oh, come on. Yeah. No, she's, I, I saw something where she said, you know, 
that she had gone away on a vacation. This is in, in the, like within the little two pages I glanced over and they had, you know, offered her a, like a demoted role, like a, a friend or something. And she said, you know, no, she didn't want to do it. And then she told whomever she was with, you know, it, or the friend said, you should do it. You should do it. This is your life. Da, 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 da. And she said, no. And she said, she never looked back and, you know, and just what a great decision it was. And she didn't, she wasn't like poo-pooing the show. It was great for what it was. And, but yeah, like in hindsight, when it's in the rear view mirror, and by the way, I listened to, um, I listened to Eileen Davidson's uh, podcast with you. And I had another moment. I was like, gosh, you know, I feel really kind of bad in a way because the last time you and I talked, when you asked me like who I liked, who I didn't like, and I said right off the bat, I liked Eileen the best. And then I kind of got irritated halfway through the season because of the Munchausen thing and the, in the, in the husband thing. And I just felt like it was all so petty. And so, you know, just grasping at straws to, you know, be relevant. And it was so actressy and I, and, and it irritated me. And then when I listened to her on the podcast, I was like, I kind of like her again. She said good. I, I forgot how your name came up, but she said she, good things about you. Like she said, she liked me like twice. And I was like, God, I'm such a creep. Like I'm, but yeah. I could I see you guys with a guilty conscience too, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I should call him and like, or text him and apologize. If I ever said something unkind, if I, if I like them, I mean, if I don't like them, I mean, forget about it. The daggers fly as you've seen, but I don't, uh, yeah, I, I really didn't have anything serious against Eileen other than at times she was like a little nails on the chalkboard for me. And I didn't feel that. She's a little, and listen, I spoke to her for an hour. Like she's a little actressy, but like not, yeah. it's a little, little it's, Can't help it. yeah. Like I wasn't her whole life. It's just the, I think you just get kind of, that's the language you speak. The more, listen, I, I would take her back every day. She's like, great. I mean, it's Eileen freaking Davidson. Like I check so many boxes, like people love the soap. So I'm not, I would loved her. Great. I just was like, sometimes I talk to people and I'm like, this person loved me. And like, we just, we just got like, you know, you and I know each other, but this is the first time that we're, but with right. her, I was like, do you hate me? Or right. like, are right. you having a bad time? I, I couldn't tell. And there are p- other people I go there with where I'm like, I don't know if this person hates me. They might. Right. I, sure. I'm just, I couldn't tell with her. Like, so I just didn't know. No, I don't think I, I felt like she liked you. I felt like it was great and everything. I, I, there were a couple of times where there was like, for me, like a little bit of uncomfortable silence where I, I, I thought like, did something go wrong with the volume on my iPad where I couldn't hear it. And then you'd say something or she'd say something. And I'm, I'm horrible with um, the silence in a conversation. If it's not two people that really know each other. Does that sound weird? No, and- a lot of people, because someone even says to me like, oh, you're, you're okay with, like, I'm okay with uncomfortable silence, but it's also part of the job. Like it's a, what's the word I'm looking right. for? It's purposeful on my part. I'm going to try it Sometimes. out. Sometimes. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, it's that old, like, where, where did this happen? Like it happened on one of the housewives where it's just like, you know, less is more if you just want to be quiet and let someone talk go but ahead there was silence and I was like do they have nothing to say like I was like okay let's get another topic but also like I knew Eileen wasn't gonna get like sloppy like she wasn't like you know you just know certain people like she definitely wasn't gonna I mean she said certain things it got some press I forgot for what but like <laughs> you know that she wasn't gonna like you know just no. she was coming on for a She's full a discussion and it wasn't really about housewives and the fact that I was even able to get in what I got in was like aggressive but I mean I loved having her and she's not easy she's not one that's doing any podcast really so I am not complaining I just was like I like her I I mean love you you can come back tomorrow no 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 I I felt like she liked you and I can tell I mean just in the little bit of time that I knew that I've known her I felt like when she was laughing, it was really genuine. And I felt like she was sharing and she was very open. I, that's what I felt. I, 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 listen, I walked away like saying another one, I think I maybe got wrong, but for me, it wasn't, 
it wasn't so much of getting people wrong as it was in the context of the show. And when she was talking about how Ren and her were like glued to each other's side, I thought, what the heck? Like I came in there halfway through the season. No one told me anything. I got bub kiss from everybody as far as how to handle it, the way to deal with it. And there was so much shit going on already. I didn't know. I didn't know what was up. I really couldn't figure out who was telling the truth. And then between the actresses acting and someone saying someone was lying and it was bizarre. As I run around all day trying to get everything done with running this podcast, the most important thing to me is comfort. When it comes to underwear, loungewear, and activewear, Third Love understands that comfort is of the utmost importance. That's why they design feel-good all-day wear that hugs better, holds stronger, and supports longer. When I hear from all of my female friends, and yes, many of the housewives who I am friends with, they talk about Third Love's fitting room quiz. The fitting room quiz is so detailed in a good way. It helps you find the perfect size and style. Also, third loves, the bras are available in exclusive half cups and the underwear, loungewear, and activewear is available from sizes XS to 3X. That's why the fit is better. And third love obsesses over every stitch. So you'll never have to think about how something feels, looks, or wears. But don't take my word for it. If you don't love your fit, Guess what? Exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. Feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash velvet. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash velvet. The, the reason why you would like Eileen is because like she's not one. She won't put her hand on the fire. She's not a rental. Like she won't do it. Like she won't. She's not going to act absolutely crazy on TV. But she, when we were in Dubai, and I think that was kind of when it came to a head for me, um, and Kyle and Vanderpump were kind of like having their come to Jesus moment. We all, it was my birthday and we all like walked away so they could talk it out. And, and one of the best lines ever, and I don't know why Kyle doesn't, people don't use this when she said that she was like a housewife that like a battered housewife that gets, keeps, you know, getting punched or thrown down the stairs and, you know, and getting up and saying that she fell or something. I can't remember what the line, but you know, cause like she was always taking the punches for Vanderpump and, and, you know, having to own Vanderpump's maybe manipulation and didn't want the bad relationship. Cause I asked kind of like, why are you doing this? If you believe that Vanderpump, did these things and, and fed this to the press about the Munchausen and tried to get Rena to, you know, say that, no, you said, well, there goes our storyline, that whole big thing. But Kyle said, I don't want the problem with Vanderpump. She did not want to, she said, I, I just don't want to fight with her this season. Wow. That's what she told you. Yeah. She just wanted to keep the peace. And she was like, it's not worth it. And I remember mouthing to her across the table, say something, say something. And she was like, no. And, and Eileen was in the other room listening to them, like with like the glass to the wall. And I said, just leave them alone. And she was like, Shh, like she shushed me. I don't particularly like to be shushed. And I said, no, you shushed, like leave them alone. Like get your nose out of their business. And, and we, we kind of got into this like five second or 10 second snap thing, like, just kind of like this cackling bitchy thing. And that was when I was like, oh, I don't think I really like her. I could see her and there with like the thing that that sounds funny. Yeah. And then, but then, and that was so funny because then in the reunion, the two people who I was like the most kind of not loving, I was sitting next to and I thought, well, ain't that a bitch? But I really had, I, I was like so downtrodden and beat after losing my nephew, I, you know, six weeks prior. I, I really couldn't give a shit what was going on. I, I would, whatever, say whatever y'all want. I don't care. You're like, why am I even here? But yeah, so I guess, so Chris Cullen said that Vanderpump 
there wasn't the narrative wasn't going how she wanted and therefore she leaked Puppygate to the press that's 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 what I read I didn't see that in the book but don't think I'm not gonna go look for that now and it's all because right I guess because because it wasn't so I mean that is now I have to say I don't know if you've seen like Kyle and Rinna and Dorit less but Kyle and Rinna are having a field day on social media I'm sure of course, and the blogs are having a field day. Like you guys are, you're all vindicated is one of the titles of like, you were all right. I mean, Rinna is really tripling. Rinna is like in her glory. I don't even think Rinna cares about the reunion anymore. She's no. just like, I was right. Let's just put this up again. Like, well, I mean. The last time you and I talked, we were so 100% set that Vanderpump was coming back. And now- Heck no, I can't see it with this. I mean, this will have to die down for two years. It's funny because I don't think she would have come back for a year or two anyway. I think it was like two years out. I think it's, I still think. Well, this is, I mean, now she has something to really, to, if you think that this isn't, and this is the stuff that I think really, really bothers her. She hates to be like called out on the carpet. And I, I'm, I, I said to you earlier, I'm shocked that Chris Cullen would do that. I said, is he trying to sabotage LVP's return? My God. Did he not? Is he high up, like a high up producer? And like, does he just, he is? Yeah. When I, when I met with them for the show, he was the guy that interviewed me. And when he doesn't, yeah, he's definitely, he runs, he runs everything. For the most, well, at least when I was there. I don't know now. I have no idea now, but I think so still. I, I don't know. wonder. I mean, well, listen, I'm sure she's not easy to work with, right? I mean, who, Vanderpump? Yeah. I felt like the crew really liked her a lot. Really? But I also feel like it's one of those things, and this is just my opinion, Lindsay Cronin. Um, I feel like it is. Um, it's kind of like, you know, she's she was there from the beginning. She kind of climbed up through the ranks as like an audience favorite and she earned her place. And she did, she did try to kind of produce and control things. And yeah, she did. But in a lot of ways she delivered, you know, so they kind of took it. But um, I think it was getting to the point where maybe maybe some of the things she was trying to control the narrative she was trying to control and it always be in her favor. Maybe they were had it, having enough of that. I don't know. That's the whole thing. Cause like, is it so bad? Cause people on New York are accused of this on the New York housewives, certain people like, is it so <laughs> bad? I mean, like if you're being, I guess, I don't know. Like if you're being inauthentic, it's bad, but if you're just trying to like move things along, for the audience is that bad. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm thinking of this out loud. Well, I guess, I guess the thing is right. And if you're trying to like really bring something great to the show and everyone loves you and everything, but I think that if you're always trying to put yourself in a great light and, and use your castmates as pawns, then I think maybe the castmates get tired of it. And maybe the producers feel like, cause I do feel like they kind of always felt like, Okay, one season, like th- this season, you're going to get beat up. And the next season, we're going to make you look great. And she'll, she'll take the heat. And then, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it, it moves around. They love that. Yeah, that's, but that's, I think that's all controlled and formulated. That's not a coincidence unless someone really, really does something stupid. I 100% agree. That's why it's like, I truly feel like, I've said this about Dorinda from New York, like I feel that when they like they look at it at the beginning of the season and they're like, OK, we haven't had a cast change. And however, like if you think about it, Beverly Hills has corrected itself, much like New York Housewives, somebody always leaves. Like you could argue Lisa didn't go to the reunion, so maybe she would have that was, was she fired. It doesn't matter. Somebody left every season that they right. never they haven't had to let somebody go in a very long time. People were leaving on their own for real. So it's like, and, and Beverly Hills, like Lisa, 
yeah. left technically. And then I'm trying Denise. to think, right. Like Denise, De- right. Denise left on her own a hundred percent. So that's what I mean. Like you, you can go like two or three seasons without a cast change, but then you have to change it. And like in Beverly Hills, it's self-corrected because right. Lisa left, Denise left. So that's, that's two years right there that they never had to think about who's going to go. Okay. Well, Denise, they right. didn't want, they didn't want Denise to go, but once that was non-repairable they're like why would we don't need to let anyone else go same thing with lisa it was changed enough i just think like after next season like with this season coming up i think it's going to be like like they like you said they will decide before the season who really like let's do process of elimination and then it's like we are now setting this person up so that when they go and we get rid of them the audience will be just fine they'll be just fine. Like it'll be time. I really, I agree with you. And I really believe that. I mean, a lot of people come on and they're just boring and they're not a good fit. And they're there for like one season or two seasons. And the audience doesn't need to do anything. Why are you raising your hand? Catherine? That was me. <laughs> okay. I was not referring to you. I was thinking of some other people from Beverly Hills, but the point. Yeah. But you know what? This is, let me, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, this is- I mean, I think that most women, if they wanted to stand, if I would have like gone crazy over after Faye Resnick and, you know, done all these things that they wanted me to do, I probably could have had another season. Right. But I just, to me, it's like, what, do you really want that? I didn't, I, I just didn't feel like the price to pay for it all was worth it i would rather go and walk away with my dignity than you know when i go to the shopping mall feel like everyone's like you know talking as soon as i pass like there's that nut job well okay i have so much to say about that first of all i mean most people i talk to the first season are given like no guidance they're just like welcome and so Like my question to you is because a lot of people, most people didn't, don't know what to do, but a lot do. But I think most people that don't do well their first season, they really don't know what to do and nobody is going to help them. That's where the show is authentic for most people. But we'll talk about you because you might've had a a different situation because of Faye, but like most people in their first season, there is no breaking. There is no producer saying, listen, get in there, do that. They're literally just like you will. And certainly your castmates, because it's like game of Thrones are not helping you. So I've talked to so many one season wonders where they will literally say to someone like, what am I supposed to do? And they'll be like, just walk away. I, I, there was another guy, another producer when I was on that, was saying she's talking smack in all of her confessionals you need to get her this is what's going on and don't tell the other producer that I told you this because I'll get fired there was someone that was doing that in our season you might have been an exception just because you had these ties to Faye and it was like just too too rich in history to yeah well and and to be honest with you I think (laughs) if Kyle wouldn't have said to me what she said before that night. Like when I was walking in, like, please, you know, don't go after her. She was like, didn't leave her home for three months and she was almost suicidal. Like she was so devastated by the whole thing. If, if she, if Faye would have like not been how she was that night, it, I would have probably been the shit show. I probably would have said all the things. I swear as God is my witness. I went in there literally rehearsed on exactly how I was just going to just like rapid fire, let her have it. And she just rolled over instantly. And I thought, okay, if I say anything, I'm a bully. She's apologized. And then I'm still going to come at her with, you know, guns blazing when she said she's sorry. And, you know, and if she's ever made anyone feel bad and, She's like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not just apologize. I really am sorry. And if I've done anything, what do you do? You're like, do you think that was a setup though? Or that was really authentic? Like no one no, said to I, her. I, 
I, I think she really didn't want it. I do think she really didn't want it. And uh, yeah, I mean, and it was, you know, there was a good amount of time that had gone by, but I had never met her until that night. And it was kind of like that one thing where I felt like, oh boy, you know, this is my chance. If she's comes at me bitchy and I saw the way she had treated other people, I thought if she comes at me like that, boy, oh boy, oh boy, like let me, cause I know things about her that all of these other women at the table, even Kyle don't know about her. And you would have brought the house down. I would have, I would have, I would, I would have said things to just put a stop to all of it. And, you know, and, and I'm really glad I didn't, I, I, I don't regret that for one minute. I do not regret at all. Not saying it. And everyone's like, what would you have said? And it doesn't, it, you know what I mean? If I was going to say it, I would have said it then. I'm sure as hell I'm not going to say it now. And you just like, you don't see her. Like everything's fine now. Like if you ran into her. I don't see her. I don't see her. But if I did see her, yeah, I would, I wouldn't be rude to her or anything. She's a good friend of Kyle. And I think her life has really changed. You know, I think that you're talking about a person or I, when I'm talking about the person and who she was then is very different from who she is now. And she was coming off of a really tumultuous time in her life. And, you know, and I am very, very sensitive to people who battle addiction and, you know, drug abuse, alcohol, whatever that is. I, I, I grew up in a family of that. I am very, very sensitive to that. And I am not one to kick someone when they're down and fighting that. And when I met her at Kyle's house, she was not that person. So I just felt like it wasn't the right thing to do. As you said, like with Erica, it's like, you know, it's like kicking the wounded puppy. Like if you came after her, you'd be like kicking a wounded puppy that night you met. Who, Eric? Eric? No, Faye. Oh, Faye. Faye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's but exactly. You've, re- you've made some reference to kicking a wounded puppy. I don't know yeah. in terms of Erica. Right. I forgot what it was. But that's what it would have been if you came after Faye. I mean, and, and she wasn't a wounded puppy by any means. She's a very intelligent woman who's, you know, I by no means is she some, you know, poor person who can't, you know, speak for herself. But enough time had gone by. And when she apologized and said, hey, I'm sorry, you know, and basically that just that she wanted to move on. I will say, though, in the reunion, when she when I watched it back and I watched that episode back, I kind of, I kind of saw it a little differently. I felt like, boy, was she being, um, was she, you know, patronizing and was she kind of being fake? Um, and so I was, I was a little, you know, not so um, sympathetic to her at the time. I was like, I never want to be your friend. I didn't trust her type thing. Like, I just felt like, you know, maybe she was just paying me lip service. So she didn't have to engage. Huh. I don't know. I don't know where, I don't know where. I'm shocked that producer, I think they must've wanted something bigger. And like, that's why they were telling you this. Everyone did. Everyone did. I mean, hello, come on. That's the reason why I was brought on that season. It's too like the backstory. Listen, I mean, I think we're kind of over it now, right? As a nation or like, I mean, We've had the Kardashians. We've had American crime story, the OJ, like, are we, but that is that this, even five years ago, it was just, she's still too sensationalized. Hang on, honey, will you get me the, the uh, charger for the iPad? He's so sweet. Right. It was still too. So, I mean, yes, I think that's a huge reason why you were probably brought on. Uh, uh, Come, I mean, I have no false ideas of, you know, as I said, I'm nobody. I mean, I'm what... Well, they cast a lot of unknowns, but I have to say like everyone I've talked to, there's no guidance. It's like you're thrown in and then every now and then you get someone like an Erica. I'm listening. It happens in like a Dorinda, like that right from the start. They just, they just know they just, you just, you either, but the ones that don't laugh, it's like, literally I've talked to so many. They're just like, nobody told me anything. And I just you just, certain people just don't have it in them. And that's not bad. It means that you're like probably a, a good, normal person. person. 
Yeah. But if you want it and you are like hungry for that fame, and most you of them are because you are right. not doing it for your $60,000 when you're spending no. 120 on hair and makeup and, right. and events. I mean, I've talked to housewives that will say, no one told me to spend money, but I, I felt pressure that when we were, we were in Cartier, I should buy the $7,000 ring. And I know that's very cheap for Cartier, but like, I've talked to housewives that are like, I just was in situations where it's like, I felt like I needed to whip out a credit card and just spend because if that's, I wanted to stay. And that was, that was, that's what I do. So, it's so ironic. I, I, I know what you're saying and completely, I, I get it. And there were those shopping situations. I felt the exact opposite. I completely felt like that was something that I wasn't going to do because I wanted to be different and viewed as not like that. And even though I think at times, you know, I've made the jokes about like, you know, with the diamond shopping or this or that, I don't know. I think because it wasn't true and it was all kind of just fake, I didn't, it wasn't me. I, so I didn't really feel a part of it. I don't, I don't know. That makes sense. But those are the people that last, like they just, they're just, and then the problem now is that people want that so bad that they're doing it. So the opposite, that they are so obvious that mm -hmm. it's now gone so far the other way with a lot of first season people where it's like, every other day can't be a major drama. Like we have Jen Shaw right. and like Salt Lake and it's just like, it's so over the top. You're like, you are so desperate for this, this fame that it's none of this is authentic now. And we have watch, watch that one. Is it good? I loved it. The first season, mm -hmm. this season started with a bang. It's better than a lot. Okay. But it's already like, okay, you know, we got to see what happens here. Like it, and there was someone in the OC that was, did that this, her second season, she had so much going on and it was like, nobody believed any of it was real. And it's like, this is mm -hmm. so, so it's like, it's the opposite is true now too. But I think the ones you just know what to do, but right, right. If you knew what to do, you still wouldn't have thrown your hand in the fire. You weren't, you have to, like, I was speaking to a housewife today, like off the record, not even on. She's gone from her season now. And she was just like, she has a career. She's already doing some other things in her life. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. you know, you're, I said to her, you know, you're able to do this because you never like went there. Like, this is yeah. why you have this actual legitimate job right. hosting and this, like what, you know, and that's the thing. Like, if you want a hosting gig or whatever afterwards, you're not going to get it by being the just crazy you're not no no and and I think that for my situation it was also because it was such a big real thing that was such big news and and then of course that damn show came out while it was all airing which really was a coincidence and and because you know my ex-husband I I felt like there were too many people that it was all so real for, and yeah, I just, it, you know, to, to, what, what's it worth, you know, not, it's not worth it to me to have like a reality TV show career for three seasons. But that no. is the difference because most people would then exploit it. They would. Yeah. You know, I thought it was interesting when Eileen said that she felt like she had a little bit of PTSD when she left. And, you know, it's really funny because when she described it, you know, I, I mean to say like, at first I was like, come on, PTSD. You know, we deal with, Donnie and I have a foundation in where we, we work with recently retired special ops, like Navy SEALs and Rangers and Green Berets when they get out of the service to help them transition to civilian life because they have a very, very high suicide rate. And that's PTSD. <laughs> and I thought, come on, PTSD from the housewives? But then when I thought about it, she said something about how she slept better and all these things. I thought, gosh, you know, I felt like that. I wasn't sleeping that well. And you're constantly trying to think ahead and what if I say this or I do this, what's that going to cause? It's like playing chess. And yeah, I did not miss, I didn't miss the housewives for literally a day. 
I was thrilled to not be a part of that circus. Well, two things. Yes. What you and Donnie do is real PTSD. Second of all, I don't know because you've been here so many freaking times now. You did say in one of our initial chats that you felt like you had PTSD. So. No, I didn't say that. I think you did like once at one of our initial chats. I'm not, I'm not coming for you. I I don't remember what I say, but I think. No, I, I definitely, there was definitely like, I was like, this is crazy. I it's, I'm not myself. I'm thinking about really dumb shit, but my, my PTSD and I can't, yeah, it was, but mine was coming from the loss of a family member and then going through the show and feeling like I had to participate in a circus with a bunch of, you know, the whole yeah the the, from us i think it was really the munchausen was the big storyline right the animals was my season and and i just felt like it was so silly to be picking on yolanda when she was not in a good place like how is this important when people are seriously dying and committing suicide and this is all you know there's such a big real problem and and remember i said how i felt then when I saw met Kim at the reunion and I felt like, you know, why don't we talk about this? We all just brushed all that off and went back to Yolanda having Munchausen. It was so stupid. That was the whole thing. And like, that's like when Eileen says it, like you do, like, I believe, like Eileen Davidson is not sitting around waiting to go back to Housewives. Like, I don't think- no. I mean, I don't even know what that would look like for her, but it wouldn't be easy to get her back. Like she, so like, it's funny because people always say to me like, oh, she needs to go back. And like, I always say like, do you realize like half the people I speak to, listen, most of them want to go back and they say they don't and it's bullshit. But then there are people like you and I that really, I'm like, no, they just, they don't want to go back. Trust me. Like, this isn't like, well, by the way, Catherine, also a gazillion DMs are like, she needs to, like people want you back. (laughs) <laughs> never i said she's gonna come back on behind the velvet on the bo- just this yeah, is her this, this is, is where you can see her okay totally this is this is my best this is my best uh way of like talking with the public and you know just kind of and and honestly i do respond to a lot of dms if people are little literally like good and you know, just cool folks and have a question, even if they say that they're not nuts about me, I don't care. I really don't care if someone's just constructive, their criticism is legitimate. I'll respond if it's, you know, decent, but if someone is just an idiot, like, come on, go find someone else. I, I, it's so silly to me. I feel bad. I respond to all the comments, like the public comments. And I will just be like, I just make a joke out of it. Like there's someone on YouTube that literally every day says something about my voice. Like you are listening to about, I don't even know how many, cause I put little mini clips up there. It's literally hundreds of clips a, a week. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Like you obviously enjoy yeah. watching and hearing me. So I don't Funny. know what you want me to say to that. Like, I just say, thank you. I say, thank you very much for your kind words. When they're like your voices, I'm like, thank you for your kind words. That's very nice of you. I have a, I have a 60 minute timer, like where I, it's a really nice thing. I don't know if it's an iPhone thing or a, an Instagram thing, but if I, once I hit 60 minutes for the day and it tells you, you've hit your 60 minute limit, that's it. I will not look at my Instagram or any of that stuff anymore. Really? No. I'm trying, I'm trying to learn two languages right now. And I think like every minute that I spend looking at that stuff, I'm, I'm delaying my, uh, I have, well, I get it. Listen, I've said this before. If I didn't have this show as my job, I would literally do the same thing. I, I don't know why people document every minute of their lives. If it's not your job, I, I really don't like you would never. And I really don't hardly ever post personal things hardly it all relates to this so yeah like I'll post if I'm out with like a housewife or something related yeah people want to see that yeah because it's related and people are like what are you doing out with this but I so I don't know why I mean I'm not coming for anyone I just I don't get it so I think that that makes sense I think I would do like an hour a day as well if I would this wasn't my job as opposed to a hundred hours a day like (laughs) but I get it but what was I going to say? So as far as the reunion. Yes. 
Well, a couple of things. First of all, we never talked about Kathy Hilton last week. I know. And wait, wait, one, one, one thing before we get into this. Yeah, we can get I into say, last and, and so by the way, so I don't know about Chris, the producer. Like I just, that's the other thing to close that out. Like, I wonder, like, is Lisa going to respond? Like, I mean, what I is she going to say to this? I to text him and just say WTF. Like, I, I mean, shed some light. What were you thinking? Well, Catherine, if you text the man that said this and then he texts you back, here behind the velvet rope, these yeah. <laughs> wonderful people that have given uh-huh. up more of their time and say such good things about you, they would like to know exactly what he says. See, everybody, I like- I- I'm on your side. I like Chris. He's a, he's I like him. I think, you know, he takes his job serious. He's all about delivering a good show. And yeah, but anyway, um, wait, but back to what we talked about at the beginning of last week the dresses. I looked at them differently. I like Dorit, Crystal, and Kathy Hilton. I saw Kathy Hilton's dress, the long, it was nice. It's sitting down. I was, I, it was a little, maybe too red or something for me, but I saw the whole thing. Crystal, great. I mean, a little conservative, but nice for a first season. And Dorit, the dress was great. For me, it's still, well, for me, I mean, Kathy, yes, I like the dress is perfect for Kathy. Like it, love it. And I still, you know what it is? It's kind of like, it's kind of like here behind the velvet rope. I make this look so easy. So with five freaking shows a week, yeah. like if I went down to one show, like a normal person. So then I have like an off, like one day someone's like, when are you going to have another Bravo guest? I'm like, it's been one fucking day. Like there's five <laughs> shows. Like sorry. So, but I make it look too easy. The point is with Dory, I think she's made it, she's upped her game so much that I do normally love, like I love a label. I, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. So when she's wearing that big coat with like the big LV and I also yeah. love Louie, Louie's just my thing and Gucci. Right. And then she's like head to toe Louie. I know it is so obnoxious, but I do love it. That I feel like Dorit's bar is so high that I thought it was nice. I just, but I still have to say, I mean, everyone hates it. I don't mind Rinna's purple snake or whatever. I mean, to me, it's the purple snake. That's like, it's, I don't know. I kind of find it kind of humorous. Like, it's kind of like a, I mean, you are the snake, so own it. Yeah. It was a little Barney-ish. Most people do not like it. So no, no, I'm not her, her hair, the slick bag ponytail. That was all fine. I just didn't like the. No, nah, not at all. Crystal's great body. She could have worn something a little bit. Not so. Um, yeah, but that's just me. A little bit more elegant, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Not so edgy. I would have liked to have seen her in something a little bit more elegant. There's just no, like the Potomac reunion was just filmed and the dress code was pink. They're all in various shades of pink. They always do that. They were yellow last year. I guess for Beverly Hills, you just do what you want. Yeah, I actually like having a color. I I really do because then you could really see the difference between everybody. Crystal, for me, like I know you said you liked it. It just, it's too conservative. The whole thing, the color, the style, it's so, it's so conservative. If she would have put some like really flashy jewelry on, you know, and kind of probably did a little bit more makeup, a little bit more dramatic makeup or hair, you know. I don't, I don't mind the, listen, you're talking to me and the turtlenecks. I am conservative with that stuff. So I didn't mind it. I just felt like she could have doozled it up, but it's her first season. Speaking of that, I do think one of our nasty comments on YouTube was also that like you were in a track suit and I was like, now I'm in a black t-shirt. I was in a white t-shirt and they're (laughs) like, who the hell are these two that they're criticizing people's fashions? Like, look at them. Listen, we, we're not putting ourselves out there on a, on a reunion. If I, if I need to dress up to sit on my sofa while I'm drinking a beer, come on, I'm in my home having a beer on a Wednesday night. Exactly. Like I dress up when I go out. It's like, it's right. late and here no. we are. I'm but Kathy, now I think it's, I thought it was f- hilarious that Kathy did not recognize that that was her backyard or whatever. That was, was really funny. So, I like her. 
I mean, who doesn't like Kathy Hilton, right? Do you guys realize we are an hour into this and we have not even really talked about the reunion? We are just about to get into the reunion. But who knew we would get sidetracked with Catherine's time on the show and having to apologize now to Yolanda for what she said in the book? And who knew we would get sidetracked with, you know, Catherine said whatever about Eileen when she was here a week or two or three ago. And now Eileen was just on my show and Eileen said great things about Catherine and Catherine listened to the show. So who knew we would deep dive into the relationship between Catherine and Yolanda and Catherine and Eileen and this whole thing that the producer is saying that LVP leaked Puppygate. I mean, and we had a, you know, I had to let Catherine know you guys that you love her so much and you wanted her back. I mean, this is what you all asked for. So I'm so sorry that we're an hour into this and we are just now about to put these dresses and looks aside and actually get into the actual reunion. Somehow, I think none of you minded hearing about Yolanda and Catherine and Eileen and all this other stuff, but Listen, we are going to get sidetracked in the next hour as well, but we deep dive into, we're going to talk Erica and you're going to be shocked. We have some shocking revelations about how we felt about Erica. We're going to talk more about Kathy and Kyle, but I don't know, Catherine and I both watched the reunion separately and had the same feelings this time towards Erica. So I think stay around for that because it's shocking. We both kind of shocked each other. And then we just kind of get off track again and talk about all the stuff that you guys want to talk about. So part two is tomorrow. Miss Catherine Edwards, we're going to actually break the, break the reunion down. I promise you it's not going to be a bunch of fluff, but again, does anyone mind? Is anyone upset that we deep dived into Yolanda and Catherine calling her and apologizing for something she said a year ago? And now, Eileen, I think she's about to call Eileen and apologize to her too, which I don't think is necessary. Eileen, I don't think Eileen listens to this Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, even though she was on it as much as Catherine does. So stay tuned. Part two tomorrow, we are breaking down the actual reunion, I promise. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear... Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.